Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1585, How Your Personality Affects Your Finances, by Mike Ballou of Eggstack.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another bonus episode here on ORD. I'm your host of the show, Greg Audino, but today I will be turning it over to Diana of Optimal Finance Daily, as we will hear her narration of an article that aired previously on that show. It's all about how your personality affects your finances. And uh, my oh my, if that's not something couples should be aware of. So let's hear Diana's narration and commentary as we optimize your life. How Your Personality Affects Your Finances by Mike Ballou of Eggstack.com There are two types of people in this world, those who mow their lawn on Saturday morning and those who wait until Sunday night. Which are you? Today's egg stack looks at how your personality affects your finances. This is not a trivial matter. When it comes to success or failure in your personal finances, your personality is the most influential factor. It's not how much you earn. It's not how smart you are. It's not how many hours you work. It's your personality. There's a lot to unpack here, but let's begin by looking at five different personality types as they relate to personal finance. Savers. No tube of toothpaste sees the inside of a trash can until it's had a death grip placed on it. In the shower, every bottle of shampoo and conditioner is turned upside down. When asked about cable TV shows, they have no idea what you're talking about. They have never taken an Uber. They steadfastly believe that private school is a luxury for rich people. And their cars are so old, they belong in a museum. Every penny that does not absolutely have to be spent goes into the bank. On the rare occasion that they do spend money, even if it's for something they enjoy, they don't really enjoy it because they would rather save that money. They are the savers. Spenders. There's only one time and it's right now. Tomorrow never comes. Save for retirement. Only nerds do that. Besides, I'll never live that long. Their cell phone is always dead. They've never made it to a meeting on time and there are hundreds of unread emails in their inbox. They have way more than they can afford in terms of their home and cars and vacations. They routinely take cash advances on new credit cards to pay the minimum payments on their other cards. The only thing in their refrigerator is cold air. They are the spenders. Shopaholics. Technically a variant of the spender, these people use shopping to make themselves feel better. Shopping keeps unpleasant feelings at bay until it doesn't. They tell themselves they're just going to the mall to get some exercise. The next thing they know, they need help carrying all the shopping bags to the car. 
Long ago, they filled their closets to capacity with clothing and shoes. New arrivals are placed atop heaps of clothing that have sprung up everywhere. It's gotten so bad their family is planning an intervention and the producers at Hoarders have them penciled in for an upcoming episode. They are the shopaholics. Givers. Like a moth to a flame, if someone is standing beside a pail and ringing a bell, they are putting money in it. They regularly leave tips larger than the bill and they've never passed a donation jar without reaching for their wallet. Every bum gets a handout and if someone's holding a sign at a stoplight, they can't roll their window down fast enough. It's nice helping others and it feels good doing it. There is nothing wrong with being charitable and the world is a better place for it. But like anything that makes us feel good, it can be taken to extremes. They give and they give and they give until it hurts. They are the givers. Risk takers. Their mind never stops working. Every problem is a potential gold mine. They've read countless biographies on successful people like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg. There's no idea they won't consider, no opportunity they let slip. They hold fast to the tenet that money is meant to make money, not spend. America is a land of opportunity and our free enterprise system is the envy of the world. Those on the outside not afforded the same opportunities might question any American who spends their whole life content to be an employee without trying their hand at owning a business. The long hours, hard work, and financial risk are not for everyone. But for those who have the right combination of ambition, creativity, and perseverance, it is their destiny. They are the risk takers. How your personality affects your finances. Of the five different personality types, which do you think is the most likely to succeed? If you guess the savers, you're right. Their way of life is like bumper bowling. You can't lose. People who live beneath their means and save the money left over are 100% guaranteed financial success. Which type has the most potential to become rich? If you said the risk takers, you're correct. Many people think of movie stars and famous musicians and professional athletes as being rich but by far the biggest constituent of the wealth class are risk takers, entrepreneurs and business owners. These people learn from their mistakes, dust themselves off and keep trying until they get it right. But unlike the savers, there is no guarantee of success. For every successful risk taker, there's a flop, someone who ends up worse off than when they started. Ambition and hard work do not always equal success. There are other factors at play, such as the idea or concept itself and its viability and marketability. Timing also plays a role, as does a bit of luck or divine intervention. Which personality type wins the prize for least likely to succeed? It's a tie between the spenders and the shopaholics. They don't have two nickels to rub together and never will. What can we say about them? Anything we want because they're not reading a blog about retirement planning and personal finance. Then there are the givers. How can you fault such kind-hearted people? You can't, but everyone is responsible for their own financial future. If givers can recognize that their overgiving is putting their own financial future at risk, there's hope. Closing thoughts. None of us are purely this or that. We're all unique in our own way. No one likes to be stereotyped or pigeonholed. As long as we're on this side of the dirt, there's hope. We are forever evolving and changing, and the same applies to our attitude towards finances. Savers can become risk takers. Risk takers can become savers. And spenders can try not to spend so much.
You just listened to the post titled How Your Personality Affects Your Finances by Mike Balu of eggstack.com. It was interesting to read this article because I can see all of these personality types manifest in my money choices at one time or another. But for where I am today, I think being a saver and a risk taker is a pretty powerful combination. The risks of entrepreneurship are less risky when you're an aggressive saver. Not only will you have the safety net of your savings to give you the financial bandwidth you need for your business, but you'll likely be better at bootstrapping. I took a big risk on my own business called the Economy Conference, which is also known as the TED Talks of the Fire Movement. Because I had mastered the art of saving and continued to work full time, I was able to fully fund the business myself without any loans or outside investors. I even took a $40,000 loss the first year, but because of my robust savings, I didn't need to sell any investments and I was still able to fully fund my retirement vehicles. Entrepreneurship is very risky. And while I'm confident I'll recoup that 40 grand investment, if I don't, that's okay too. Being a saver made me much more comfortable with taking on this risk. So while this article states that the savers will be most successful and the risk takers are more likely to be rich, I'd argue that you have the best chance at both by combining these two mindsets. And that's another weekend edition of Optimal Finance Daily in the Books. Thanks so much for your support and for listening every day, of course. Have a great rest of your weekend if you're listening in real time, and I'll be back tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.